Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is Em. And I'm Autumn. And we are your hosts. And we're back. Consistently. Oh my god, I know, I know. It's been... (laughs) We were, I mean, when we, when we first started doing this together, we got really consistent. We were even, like, recording, a, like, a week ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then life happened. Shit got a little real. Had to call Die Die in for the... <laughs> shit got really real. For the... <laughs> really fast. Yeah. No, honestly. <laughs> like, shit got real is kind of an understatement. <laughs> Literally. It got, fuck? It got real real. Yeah. Ooh. I had to call Die Die in for, for the, for the celeb shot. And mm-hmm. she came in, did, did an episode, and yeah, I mean, we're back. It's no longer TSRH Tuesdays, though, so I don't have that fun little alliteration, but... TH. I mean, these get posted on Fridays, so... Oh, I was going to say Thursday. We record on Thursday, yeah, but they they get posted on Fridays, so... Well, maybe you should hold off for this Friday and post this one on t- just... Well... Well... Mm-hmm. Eh, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll think about it. Maybe. I mean, it's it's not a big deal, honestly. I would feel like it's better to just do it consistently than anything else. So, like, just yeah. consistently having them out on Fridays gives yeah. people something to look forward to at the end of their Instead week. Instead of our hectic weekend. schedule. Yeah. Or they're like, where the fuck is the next one? Honestly. <laughs> you bitches are really trying my fucking nerves. You're trying our patience. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Anyway, 2023, man. We're back. It's new year, new we us. We made it to 2020 motherfucking three. Me. If this is anything like 2022, I'm going to freak <laughs> <I'm> out. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe like fucking like the beginning of COVID was like three years ago. Already. Literally. Isn't that nuts? Dude, it's crazy. Like, I remember when we first went work from home from work we're like oh yeah see you guys in two weeks and i remember yeah, first hearing on. about it i was like no yeah it was it's not like gonna a, get that bad right now look at us it almost felt like you know kind of like what like the ebola, ebola. scare yeah. was yeah people were like no it's nothing we ju- we're just starting college when that happened yeah yeah it was 2014 because i remember yeah, going yeah, yeah, to a yeah, lecture yeah. about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i thought you're talking about covid I'm like no we fucking weren't <laughs> no ebola <laughs> i know, I know. I I finally got there after second. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like that's what people kind of thought it was. That it was just gonna be like a little, you know, scare, and then in a couple weeks we we're gonna be back in the office. But then, surprise, two years later. Surprise, like actually, something? like two, yeah, more like two and a half years later, and like finally, sixty strands later, bro. Yeah, I know. Shit just kept fucking mutating. <laughs> I was insane, man. But, yeah, 2023, let's hope it's a good year. Fingers fucking crossed. It's <laughs> not fucking on wood. Although it's not, not after a good start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be in New York City over the weekend. Fuck yeah. It's going to be a nice. But now this is getting ruined for me. Oh, yeah. Autumn is coming down with the sickness. And it's not even my fault. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you are around a small child at any given time in your life. They are harbingers of disease <laughs> like, like i literally just oh, i what? wanted to get lysol while i was at the store oh shoot that's okay if we oh. finish early enough i'll go yeah i feel like anybody with a child though knows that like parents get sick and like anybody that spends any extended amount of time around like a child <laughs> like you're sick all the fucking time like if that kid goes to daycare like school age kid it doesn't matter man it's like, like fuck if you got a kid living in I'm your residence going they're going to walk in and just start doing that <laughs> just disinfect spray everywhere i'm gonna disinfect everything even well, like the people there full monsters inc like yes disinfect and shower yes. everything 
Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, you need to uh, kick that sickness because I'm we're trying. trying to have you a great see, time. I, and, took- I know. Autumn just like fucking OD'd on vitamin C. It was crazy. I'm trying, and I got this probiotic water. <laughs> just trying to make it work. I'm trying. So, you know, pray for us. Keep your fingers crossed that Autumn does not come down with the sickness, because we got plans this weekend. We're going to be in New York City, so we're not trying to have that ruined. Wah, wah, wah. You better believe I'm going to make it fucking work regardless. I'm just going to be I dying mean- slowly. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, either way, I'll be in the middle of the bar, just <laughs> <laughs> have to pack emergency in my pockets. <laughs> no, honestly, though, just like bring like a probiotic water or something and chug it at the bar between drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Go pick one up on the way there. Literally, stop in a little corner store. I'll be like, yo, just so you know, we gotta stop at a corner store. Yeah, I need some probiotic waters, please and thank you. Yeah, so whatever, we're gonna make it work. It's gonna be good. Um, so, we're starting off 2023 with, um, survivor stories. Because <laughs> I'm like, clearly, I'm dying. <laughs> we, we out here surviving. We out here. But, I know, honestly, I thought, because, like, we, we finished off, um, 2022 on kind of a wild note, doing Albert Fish, and then <laughs> doing the Weepy Voice Killer. Yeah. So, I'm like, let's, let's bring it into 2023 with... A little bit of levity, I guess, because like these stories are still pretty brutal. But like, at least bring we know it in with some bad bitchery. Exactly. At least we know that we got. I've got two stories to go over in one episode. Y'all getting a double feature. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah. At least we know going into these that both of these women survive. What happens to them? So you know, bad bitch energy. Literally, like yeah. Honestly, though, like both of these women, full bad bitch <laughs> energy. Like there. I've been watching. So the reason I wanted to do these two specific cases because I was watching. Um. I was watching I Survived again, and these two were on, and at, like, individual episodes of these, and I'm like, I need to, like, because I was only, like, half paying attention to the episode, because I'll just have, like, YouTube playing in the background, mm-hmm. and that's, like, what it was on, it was on YouTube, <laughs> and I only caught, like, bits and pieces of each of their episodes and their stories, but I was like, no, actually, the one I saw on YouTube, the other one came up on my TikTok, mm. and I was like, I only saw, like, one clip of her telling her story, so I, like... When I was researching this, I went and found her episode and, like, watched her episode and watched her tell her story and then obviously, like, looked up some other sources to get some other information, but, yeah. I will never forget that I Survived story when I was here that one day when she was talking about how she got stabbed and he was, like, stabbing her in the throat and she was, like, going to die, but he stabbed her all the way through her neck and then pulled the knife out the other end, and it did a tracheotomy on oh, her, so she yeah, survived. I remember that. Because I thought you were going to talk about the woman who she, like, got shot or something, or she was getting pulled by her hair, and all she could think about is, like, how well her, like, weave was yes, staying in. Yeah. <laughs> she got, got her throat slit, too, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. And she was getting dragged by her hair, and she was like, wow, my extensions are really staying really well. <laughs> Right. She like probably called up her hairdresser after that. And was like, "Yo, like, Yo you're never gonna guess what happened to me, but like my hair stayed laid. I'm coming to you forever." Right. <laughs> She's like, "Them shits were laid." <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Or like she, how she got, she got her throat slit and the blood went everywhere, and all she could think about was, "Oh my god, this is gonna be a mess to clean up." <laughs> Dude, that's so far. It's crazy to, like, what, for, like, the things that come to your mind when you're just in situations like that. Like, not, oh, shit, I'm gonna die. It's, ah, oh, fuck, my carpet. Literally. <laughs> like, oh. that's gonna be a bitch to clean up. Fuck. 
<laughs> no, that one about the fucking tracheotomy, though, was mm. wild. Yeah. That was All because crazy. he decided to stab her from the back of her neck to the front and pull the knife all the way through. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That also sounds like just absolutely fucking horrifying to yes. live through, but... God damn! Thankfully, that's what he decided to do because that's literally what that's what saved her. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Because she was choking on her own blood. Uh huh. Dude, that's fucking wild. That's literally insane. But yeah, these two stories we got both are pretty fucking insane, which is what happens to these women. But we got some bad bitch energy on the pod today, so you know why don't we just jump right into it, fam? I'm here for it. Let's All do right, it. All right, bet. So, the first case I'm going to cover today um, is the survival story of April Sykes. So, we are going back to November of 2005. Um, 18-year-old April Sykes, she's from Paris, Tennessee. She had just finished her shift at a job at a local pizza place where she worked. Her friend, in actual, he was a friend and an ex-boyfriend, but they were like, you know, one of those situations where they dated and then stayed friends after Um, His name was Brandon McMinn. He called April and asked her if she would come pick him and a mutual friend up um, because they pretty much wanted to go out and just drive around, like do a little joyride in April's car. So she's like, all right. I'm like, we can do that. I'm down to drive around for a little bit. So she goes and she picks up Brandon from his house. And then Brandon has his friend with him, a man named Virgil Samuels. So Brandon gets into the passenger seat and Virgil gets into the back. April, she had only met Virgil a few times before this, um, but she described him as being, quote, a nice guy, funny and fun to hang out with. So, you know, she was kind of talking about it in, in the source. I Like, I watched her episode again on this. She was saying, like, he was known to drink a little sometimes, but, like, nothing, like, crazy. Like, he would get a little too drunk sometimes, but she said... It was, like, not anything psycho, like, quote-unquote. So her first impressions of Virgil are, like, he's just a dude that's friends with another dude that I'm friends with that I've met a couple times. Nothing mm. weird or sus about him. So, you know, she feels relatively comfortable while she's in the car driving with these two people because she knows them well enough. Um, so they're kind of chatting. You know, they're just whipping around town, as you do, like, as we used to do. So I remember doing this, like, when I was in college. <laughs> we always be like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, just want to, like, go, like, fucking drive around. Literally. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. So that's pretty much what they were doing. They are just driving around town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then April describes that, like, they had kind of cut down, like, a more deserted road on, like, the edge of town. Because they lived in this little town in Tennessee. So there's back roads everywhere. So they cut down this, this deserted dark road. And she said, like, all of a sudden, it was very, like, jarring how quickly it just got, like, dead silent in the car. So, again, car goes silent, and then she says, out of nowhere, Virgil, from the back seat, he just, like, lunges up, and he wraps his hands around Brandon's throat, and he pulls Brandon from the passenger seat into the back seat with him, and, like, literally just starts strangling him out of nowhere. So... April sees this happen. She's driving, so she's... I know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, like, what, bitch, the fuck? what the fuck? Um, so April slams on the brakes. She's like, what the fuck? She's, you know, stops Freaking the car. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she she turns around, and she's, like, reaching from the driver's seat and, like, smacking and, like, hitting Virgil. And be like, stop fucking strangling right. him. What are you doing? But, like, nothing she did would get him to stop strangling bitch, Brandon. But here's, but here's the thing, bitch. So what were you doing? Just play slapping him? Dig your fucking thumb into his eyeball. Yeah, she 
I mean, I will never judge in these situations because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I would do if I was going that. to. Ju- <laughs> this is my this. Per- no, we're not strangling something. Somebody in my back seat. My thumb is going in your eyeball. <laughs> And if not, I'm going to stick my finger so far up your nose, it touches your brain. (laughs) I mean, I would like to think that that would be my first thought. But genuinely, when you're in, like, full-on panic mode, I don't know if my brain could be like, do this. Now, granted, if he had, like, a gun or, like, something like that pointed at her, that would be different. Oh, yeah. But if he's just simply strangling this man and he's only and solely focused and you're slapping him and he's not reacting to you... Bitch, if you don't fucking punch him in his nuts <laughs> or his throat or jab your finger in his eyeball. If eyeball, you don't throat punch this Choke him. <laughs> there are two of you. There's no fucking way this guy should be it's winning. It's like a three-way choke. <laughs> Literally. It's like she's choking him. He's choking Brandon. And then, like, Brandon reach out and, like, chokes her, too. Like, like, it's like a choke triangle. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you survived, but, like, I'm assuming this man died. We'll see. You should have jabbed your fucking thumb. You know what? Right now, you don't have bad bitch energy. You don't. <laughs> I'm a, no. It's taken. Wow, you're being so harsh on I her. I am. Put your fucking thumb in his eyeball. <laughs> if you poke somebody in the eyeball, they're going to react. Okay, I get it. She should have shoved her fucking finger in his eye. But that shit, It's like a movie when you're like, why the fuck did you go in there? The killer's right there. <laughs> the killer's right there. They're like, should we run to this car or run into this abandoned building? And they run into the fucking abandoned building. You're like, Literally. bitch, why? Like, why um, did you do that? <laughs> so at first, like, she did think that Virgil was just kind of like fucking around and like play fighting with Brand. Because you know how dudes be. You know, but then after, like, he wouldn't stop trying mm. to strangle Brandon, she's like, oh, shit, like, he's serious. This is real. So, she was like, I didn't know what else to do. Like, he was still, like, had his hands wrapped around Brandon's throat. I couldn't get him to stop. So, she, like, goes back to the driver's seat and she tries to start driving again. Maybe she's thinking if, like, she can get them back into town, like, he hands off because right now they're in like a pretty deserted road nobody's around them so mm-hmm. she's like all right well i don't know what the fuck else to do so i'm just gonna start driving again maybe he'll stop strangling brandon if i start mm-hmm. driving he like snaps out of whatever mood he's mm-hmm. in um but before she could really get the car going again virgil reached over the driver's seat and grabbed her by the hair and he said to her he's like oh no you don't and he then forces her to pull over the pull the car over um by nearby cemetery so, at this point, Brandon was nearly unconscious from being strangled within an inch of his fucking life. So, he's in the backseat. He's wheezing. He's having difficulty breathing. Um, so, not knowing if Brandon was going to survive, April makes a split-second decision to try to, like, go and get help. She's basically just going to try to fucking book it if mm-hmm. she can. So, she jumps out of the car, and she just starts sprinting. Um, but, unfortunately for her, she... Was not fast enough. <laughs> and mind you, too, like, just for size reference, she's, like, five foot one, mm-hmm. and Virgil's, like, six three. So even if she was the fastest bitch in the world, like, right, he's got strides and mm-hmm. reach on her. So though she tried, she did not get very far. So when he caught up to her, he basically, like, grabbed her by the hair, and he just starts fucking hitting her. Like, in the face, and the head, like, just beating on her um at this point brandon had also regained consciousness um and this is where we find out that brandon 
is a fucking bitch. Oh, he left her. What April remembers hearing Brandon say to Virgil was, quote, do whatever you want with her, just leave me out of it. Yeah. Brandon's a fucking bitch. Oh, no. He gotta go. Right? So, like, you should have got fucking strangled even more, bitch. Like, how are you gonna How is she gonna try and save you, but you didn't try and save her? No, literally. Like, that's what's so fucked up. Like, she literally tried to stop him from strangling you. I know. Men. Derogatory. (laughs) Men. (laughs) Men. Parentheses. Derogatory. (laughs) (laughs) So, this shocked April because she initially thought that maybe Brandon would have tried to help her. Right. But... She realizes then that he had no intentions of trying to stop whatever Virgil had planned. He he just wanted to save his own ass. Right. He's a fucking bitch. A fucking twat. So what Virgil does now is he orders Brandon to get in the trunk of the car. Brandon willingly gets into the trunk. Virgil closes it and locks him in. And April is essentially now left completely on her own with Virgil. So, where they were in the cemetery, they were kind of, like, on top of a hill. So, Virgil takes April and starts walking her down the hill. And as they're walking down, he just suddenly stops them. He orders April to take off all of her clothes. So, at this point, she's like, I'm in, she says, I'm in denial. She's thinking over and over again, like, this is not about to happen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to get raped. Mm-hmm. Um, when she didn't immediately comply, though, Virgil again grabbed her by the hair and began to beat her. Mm-hmm. She tried to fight back, but she couldn't, again, because she was so much smaller than right. he was. Like, not only does he have height on her, he's got, like, probably, probably at, least 100 yeah, at least 100 pounds on her. So he then takes her down to where there was, she described, like, a brush pile in a big ditch. And then he proceeded to throw April down into this ditch um, where he raped her. After raping April, Virgil took her back up the hill, and he he does this repeatedly. We'll see. He, like, takes her up, takes her down, assaults her, brings her back up, and every time he comes back up, he's knocking on the trunk to make sure that Brandon is still, still in, in there. the trunk. Yeah. Not only that Brandon is, A, in there, but B, that he hasn't, like, fucking suffocated to death or something. What's crazy to me is that Brandon didn't try to get away. Hold that thought. <laughs> oh, he's in on it. This whore. This whore. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, Virgil took April up and back down this hill several times throughout the night. And during each of those intervals, he would both physically and sexually assault her. During and after the rapes, he would often, like, strangle her until she lost consciousness. This is a thing for him. Yeah, apparently. She did try to fight back during one of the rapes, but again, Virgil overpowered her and strangled her so violently that she lost the ability to speak. (gasps) And she, again, she was terrified to Mm -hmm. run because the first time didn't work. And she knew that if he caught her again, he's going to be even more angry than he already is. Mm -hmm. So... She does get her voice back after he, like, it was just, like, that moment he was strangling her so hard that, like, she she couldn't speak for a little (laughs) while after. Um, But during the entire ordeal, when she can speak, she is just repeatedly begging, like, him to stop, to, like, leave her alone. And then she also remembers him, like, repeatedly asking her, like, if she liked it. And then also, like, telling her not to cry. And she's like, bitch, are you are fucking you dead kidding ass? me? No, seriously. Are you dead ass? Are you dead ass? Like, you want me to not cry. Seriously. And you, you think I like this? 
Dude, like, rapists are so fucking... They're like the scum of the... We've had this conversation. Yeah. They should be castrated. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. If you rape somebody, you don't deserve to have your dick, your balls, anything Nothing. anymore. Nope. Get the fuck out Snip of here. Em. Snip them. Snip them. And if you're a female rapist, we go, sew that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking equal rights, goes. baby. <laughs> so On the bright side, at least you don't gotta get an STD anymore, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, that's the least of their fucking concerns. <laughs> like, if you get an STD from raping somebody, that's just karma telling karma you that you fucking fuck. suck. Literally. Karma as fuck. Like, you deserve that STD, and I hope it's one of the incurable ones that you're going to have for one the rest of One of the of H's. Life. One of the H's. <laughs> Learn that. The HIV or the HERP. The HIV or the HEP. The HIV or the HERP or the HEP. One of those ancients. One of those incurable ones. <laughs> That's funny. Who taught us that? I don't Mr. know. Mr. Clump? I don't know. I teacher? No, I had Miss. I'm pretty sure I had Mr. Capen for... That was middle school, though. Was that middle school? Shit, who did I have in high school? Did I have Mrs. Stedman in high school? Or Miss Stedman in high school? I think at one... We had to take health more than once, didn't we? I think so. I, think I, I, know, I just Clump. know I didn't have... I didn't have Mr. Clump for I had Mr. Health. Clump once, I think. I honestly fucking I blocked a lot of high school out of my memory, so your your guess is as good as mine. Honestly, so throughout this entire experience, what April does to keep herself calm is she kind of like starts purposely dissociating, disconnecting herself from her physical body. Um, the entire time she's thinking, still she's like, I got to figure out a way to get away. I need to figure out how to escape him because she knew that if she did not get away, he was going to kill her. Throughout the night, Virgil continually went back to the trunk again to knock on it and make sure Brandon was still inside. On the cemetery where the attack was taking place, it was in an isolated location on the outskirts of town. There was, but they were still on that like abandoned road, so occasionally cars were driving by. Mm-hmm. And April would like see the headlights and she'd start thinking to she's just like she's like, Oh my god, like what if it's a cop? What if somebody stops? What if they see the car? Like mm-hmm. and Virgil noticed her at one point, like, looking at a passing car, and he basically, like, mocked her for thinking that one of them would pull over. She said that he said to her, quote, do you think someone's gonna come save you? So this... I feel like, Virgil... He right. fucking sucks. All right, rape me again, because I'm gonna rip it off. <laughs> rip it the fuck off. Oh, my God. Sidebar. Skirt! Have you ever... <laughs> have you How ever... Did... No, I'm, now it... I'm curious. Now I'm it'll, curious. It'll make sense in a second. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Teeth? No. Oh, my God. You gotta watch that movie. Wait, um, is that the one with the coochie that has teeth? Yes! Yeah, I've seen that. Yes! That's literally just what yeah. that made me think yeah. <laughs> Just bites it off. Vagina dentist. At this point in time, that's what would help. Honestly, right? That would be beneficial right now. It doesn't hurt people if it's consensual, but you try to rape someone, they got a toothy vagina, your fucking dick is getting chopped off. They have a toothy vagina. <laughs> <laughs> there was also, you probably saw this, there was a woman, I, I forget what country she was in, but um, she invented like an anti-rape device that like women, you could you like put it inside like a tampon basically, and if a man tries to stick it in you and rape you, it like attaches to his dick and it has like spikes inside of it that are like curled the back way so you can slide in but if you try to pull it off it like tears the skin yeah and she invented this because like so many women in her hometown and her country were like just being brutally raped and then she got like criticized for people like that's barbaric and she's like well it's a fucking barbaric punishment for a barbaric act you fucks literally so 
Props to her. That's more bad bitch energy. Um, but yeah, when you said no, chop it off. It just means chop it off. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nom, nom. <laughs> no, not the sound effects. <laughs> oh my god. All right, skirt back from the sidebar. So throughout the night, Virgil's behavior starts to become more and more erratic than it was. You know when everything started. So he is switching between like blind rage and laughter. <laughs> From beating and raping April to wanting to just sit and have a conversation with her. It's like, the fuck? I'd be like, bro, are you okay? Yeah, I'd be like, why would you even think that I want to have a conversation with you right now? Like, did you just forget? I'd be like, where are the cameras? No, I know, right? Am I being fucking punked? Is this the worst episode of punked on the planet? So, again, Virgil does return to the trunk of the car to check on Brandon. But when he knocked this last time, he gets no response. And again, he's got April with him because he keeps fucking bringing her with him every goddamn time he walks up the hill. And when he gets no response from Brandon in the trunk, he turns to April. She's like, do you think he's asleep or do you think he's dead? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) She's like, I don't fucking know at this point. Like, I give a fuck. (laughs) Right. But okay. And what they didn't know at this point is that Brandon had actually managed to escape from the trunk and run the fuck away. Like, let's just take a moment for that to sink in. He's such a bitch. Instead of, like, and he doesn't even, like, spoiler alert on this, he doesn't even fucking try to go get help for her. He just, At least at the minimum, run away and go get help. Right, like, call the fucking police and be like, this woman is being brutally attacked right now. I just got shoved into a trunk. Like, go, go there. Go get her. Yeah, no. This motherfucker, all he had in his head was how to save his own ass. Fucking. I hope she never spoke to him ever again. She didn't. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, she did not. I, I think I have a note in here about that, but yeah, he was literally a fucking bitch. Yeah, that's my radiator. I'm so sorry if you guys can hear that hissing in the Damn. background. That is the radiator. That was scary the fuck out of me I think there's time. something wrong with it because radiators are not supposed to hiss like that, Mm-mm. but that one does. Like, literally, the first year we moved in here, when I first heard the radiator do that, I was like, what the Have fuck? you asked your landlord? I mean, it's it's just a hissing sound. It's right, like, but, it just, like, maybe it's broken? It's probably, it probably is broken, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm like, the type of person that just, like, doesn't like to inconvenience people unless it's absolutely necessary. So I'm just like, we can live with it. That's my prerogative on a lot of things. Sorry, sidebar. Someone texted me i'll show you the person in a second um about beating somebody up oh shit um like right now (laughs) she said in the next few days i'm gonna need you to hold it down if i pussy out i'm beating this bitch bitch ass i said um i'll be in (laughs) do you want to stop recording while we have this conversation (laughs) yes all right we'll be right back all right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Mini sidebar. Mini sidebar. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need, feel the need to subject you guys to that conversation. Oh <laughs> so. gosh. <laughs> Anyways, oh god, where are we? Oh yeah, we were talking about Brandon's bitch ass fucking running away, not even going to get help. Speaking of fighting, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would fight him. I would yes. beat his ass. Literally. If I was April, I would found him and I'll beat what his ass. What year was this again? Uh, two thousand and five. Okay. So he could have definitely like. There were, like, fucking cell cell phones phones at Mm -hmm. the point. He 110% could have at least called somebody. Mm -hmm. Like. Or when he fucking got home or wherever the fuck he went. Right, bro. I'm sure he went somewhere with a phone and somebody asked him, 
he I'm sure from being strangled that hard he had marks on his oh, neck. Oh, absolutely. And like we'll go we'll, like I'll go over this a little bit, but like this was not a short ordeal for her. He would have had plenty of time to call somebody and have them out there while it was still happening. So um he's just a bitch. Anyways, so after they figure out that, or well, after they knock on the trunk and they don't hear Brandon answer, um, Virgil's a dummy and is like, "Oh, maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe yeah. he's dead. Maybe he's dead." <laughs> um. So after this, Virgil takes April around to the front of the car where he proceeds to rape her again. As he was assaulting her, April was continually <laughs> begging for him to stop and to let her go. What did you do? Damn, what did you do? Does have a lid on oh it? Oh my god! Pause. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> This episode is also a fucking mess. <laughs> we like last episode, mess. This yes. episode, mess. mess. A literal mess. <laughs> a literal mess. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyways, where was I? Oh, okay. So again, Virgil brings April around to the front of the vehicle. He sexually assaults her again. And as he was assaulting her, she was continually begging for him to stop, begging for him to let her go. Um, she was telling him she's like i don't know anything about like what's going on i don't know why you're doing this to me like i don't know anything about you i don't know your personal life i don't know your family right she's basically saying she's like you have no reason to do this to me i don't know anything about you right and she ultimately just wanted to know why he was doing this to Mm -hmm. her and the only answer that she got from him was that he felt like he was being quote set up for something. Oh, he's got paranoia. Yeah. He thought that April knew that he had drugs on him and was trying to get him in trouble. What? Which, yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No. And there's never any further answer other than that as to why he did this. To be honest, it's kind of believable that he really might have thought that way. Yeah, I mean, clearly he did think it and enough to... Like, instead of just being like, I'm a piece of trash and I just wanted to rape you type situation... Well, yeah, because, I mean, we'll get into it. This goes a lot farther than Mm. him just raping her. Right. So that's why I think, like, I don't... Because, like, if you think that you're going to be, like, they're setting you up for some sort of thing, like, they're going to fucking narc on you because you got Mm. drugs or you're dealing or whatever. Mm. Like, if you really think that and you're just trying to get rid of somebody, then you just fucking kill them. You don't go to the extent... That he goes, and he's been going to on this. Like, all right, Virgil. Yeah, so this is That's why you got a bitch-ass name. (laughs) Virgil. Virgil. And Brandon. Fucking Brandon, bro. So, as April continues to plead with Virgil, he becomes even more violent with her. He, again, beat her until she was unconscious. Um, And he actually did this a couple times. So, he would hit her. She would, like, fade out. She'd, like, knock out a little. She'd come back. He'd fucking hit her again. So he was just doing this repeatedly. During one of these times, he actually laid her down in front of the car and fucking tried to run her over with the car. Oh, shit. Yeah. But luckily, she, like, snapped back to consciousness just in time for her to, like, roll out of the way of the car. Oh, shit. This is what I'm saying. Like, that excuse, like, that he's doing it because he felt like he was being set up, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The reasoning does not fit with, like, the level of violence. He was just being a piece of shit. Exactly. He was literally just being a fucking piece of shit. He probably just wanted to do this to somebody, and she was the unlucky person that it ended up happening to. Literally. Um, so, 
now April, like, she was pretty sure that she was not, like, he was not in his full intention. Like, he was not going to let her get out of this alive. Mm-hmm. And now for the fact that he mm-hmm. just tried to run her over with her own fucking car, mm-hmm. she is like, okay, I know for sure that he has absolutely no intention of letting me live. Mm-hmm. Virgil, once again, like, after the car incident, he grabs April and he beats her until she is unconscious again. This time when April comes to, Virgil is on top of her with a screwdriver in his hands. And April knew right away that she'd been stabbed. A, because she can fucking feel that she just got stabbed. Mm. And B, there's blood on him and there's blood all over the screwdriver. Once again. I know. Like, that's a trend. Like, why are so many people getting fucking stabbed with screwdrivers? Stop stabbing people with With screwdrivers. stabby things. Yeah, like don't stab people, (laughs) especially not with non-stabby things. Thank you. PSA. So at this point, April, she kind of makes a decision. She's like, well, if he's not going to let me get out of here until he thinks I'm dead, let me make him think I'm dead. So she just like plays possum at that point. Mm. Um, It works for a moment. He does get off of her without stabbing her again. And what he does next is he gets up and he starts cleaning the car so he is wiping his fingerprints out of the back seat he's wiping them like off the trunk and off the hood of the car (laughs) um so he's doing this for a little while and then it's like something comes over him and he decides that like wiping his fingerprints off this car like that's not good enough so he basically like picks april up because she's still playing dead or playing dead at this Mm. point and he puts her into the car. He gets in the driver's seat, and now he, like, starts to um, drive again. But, you know, her her playing dead, unfortunately, didn't work that well. Because as he's driving, he's still fucking beating her. He's like... As you think she's dead. Yeah. Like, what well, are you doing? He must not... He must have been like, she, you're not fucking dead. Right. So she tried to play dead, but unfortunately, it didn't really work in this mm-hmm. scenario. But, I mean, she was still going to make it as difficult as she could for him. So she's, right. like, just going full dead weight. But mm-hmm. he's, again like twice her size so he doesn't have any problem just manhandling her back into the car Mm. but now he's pissed because he had to manhandle her back into the car so he's beating her still while Mm. he's driving the fucking car he was also clearly driving in a pattern that was meant to try to confuse her Mm. so he was like doing u-turns he was like going down random streets and like backing up and, and crossing over where he'd been um because again this is still in that same town like they're mm. from so if she gets the chance to like recognize where she is maybe he's thinking that she'll just try to make a break for it mm-hmm. um virgil then drives to his own house so like why the fuck he even made it a point to drive like that when he was just gonna go to his fucking house anyways who knows um so he goes to his own home he like backs the car in he gets out of the car he goes into like his garage and he comes out with a gasoline can oh he's gonna light the car on fire with her he puts the gas into the car mm. he gets into the car back again and then he goes and he drives himself the car in april just out into this like open remote field on the outskirts of town mm. virgil then forces april out of the car again and he puts her into the trunk and when they open the trunk this is when they realize that brandon's not fucking in there mm. <laughs> so again he forces her into the trunk don't even know like the fuck he's thinking about brandon if he even really gives a shit Mm. so she goes in the trunk and this is when he just pours the gasoline all over her he strikes a match he throws it in the trunk and he sets her on fire oh shit 
and he slams the trunk closed with her inside of it on fucking fire. Oh, no. He then goes and he covers the rest of the car in the remaining gasoline and he sets that on fire as well. Mm. And April, she like she recalls thinking like, oh, fuck this car. Like, not only is she on fire right now, Mm. but she's thinking the car is going to blow up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the gas tank is literally, like, right under where I'm resting my head in this trunk. Mm -hmm. So she's like, if I have any chance of surviving this, I got to get the fuck out of this trunk. Mm -hmm. But she also knows that if she she gets gets out, out, he's just going to shove her back in. Mm -hmm. So she's now, you know, faced with the reality that she's got to wait it out long enough until she knows he's gone. Mm -hmm. So she can see pretty well in the interior of the trunk. Because the flames from her fucking body are lighting up the interior of the trunk for her. And she sees the emergency trunk release in there. So she's like, okay, like, this is my out. I just have to wait to pull this. Basically, throw myself out and fucking stop, drop, and roll. Right. So she's got the cord in her hand and she's just waiting for her opportunity to pull it. And as she's waiting there, she suddenly hears, like, tires on gravel pull up next to her car. She hears a car door open, she hears a car door shut, and she at this point, she doesn't know if this was somebody like coming to help her or if this was like somebody he had called to come pick him up or what. Mm. Um, She then hears the car drive away, and as soon as she could tell that the car was down the road, she pulls the release, she rocks herself out of the trunk, and she says that like everything just went black for her. But she knew well enough, A, that she was out of the trunk, Mm. and B, that Virgil was gone. Mm. So, at this point, she's out of the trunk, mm-hmm. but she's still on fire. Oh, God. And she doesn't remember how she put the flames out. She doesn't remember what happened. She just knows that, like, all that was going through her head at that point was, like, I'm alive. Right. Like, I have, I, like, I have a chance now to mm. save myself. Mm. So, after, however it was that the flames went out, she managed to get to her feet, and she starts, like, walking. Um, at this point, the fuck up. (laughs) This is like the bad bitchery. Like she's like, fucking man, you were on fire. You literally, she was on fire. Well, I mean, she's not on fire anymore, but but you um, were, you were, and she was very on fire. Yes. Um, at this point, her ordeal had lasted for seven hours. That's what I was saying. That Brandon had ample fucking time to contact somebody to get her help. Right. So she's again, she's just like, because they're right, he took her to a field and there's a gravel Mm. road. So she just starts walking down this gravel road, just seeing Mm. if she's going to be able to find somebody who's going to be able to help her. Mm. And as she's walking, a man in a truck pulls up beside her. um, And the field that the car was in was actually his property. Oh, shit. And he had seen the flames. He's Mm. like, what the fuck? So Mm. he hopped in his truck and he came to investigate. Um, And he's like, are you like, what the fuck is like, going are you on? Okay? And she's like, I need help. Like, please call an ambulance. So he like takes her and like puts her in, in his truck and he takes her back to his house. It's like not too far away. And he brings her inside his home on like, they laid her on the couch at first when she's like, no, this is too painful. And so she just like laid on the floor mm. and she said like his entire family was there in the house too and they all like gathered around her basically just like prayed for her while they were waiting for emergency services to come um so i actually have a clip of the 911 call from this man so i'm gonna pull it up and i'm gonna play it cheer up a little bit
in the back. <laughs> Ma'am, like, why are you questioning it? I know. He said she's stabbed and burnt. <laughs> Write it the fuck down and get an ambulance there. <laughs> get somebody there. And the You're, fact that, like, the first thing he says is, like, there's a car on fire and not, there's a woman here who's been brutally attacked and injured. He's like, oh, there's a car burning on my property. I mean, like, you know, thankfully he called 911 and somebody was able to get there, but it's like, bro, Priorities, <laughs> Like, what is the most important thing here <laughs> to talk about? The car on your property or the woman who's in your house and has been set on fire and fucking stabbed? Literally. Priorities, man. Priorities. Yeah, that got me fucked up. <laughs> oh, seriously. Um, thankfully, though, the emergency services did respond fairly quickly, and April was taken and rushed to the hospital um, where she received emergency treatment for her burns. Um, she had burns over 65% of her body, 43% of which were third degree. Mm-hmm. So doctors initially, like, they were not even sure if she was going to survive the first night. Mm-hmm. But April, bad, bad bitch, bitch, did manage to pull through. <laughs> and she was also able to identify Virgil Samuels as her attacker to the police that, like, same night. Yeah, bitch. She's like, it was this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, April spent 116 (laughs) days in the hospital, Hmm. where after 19 surgeries, her right arm was amputated, as well as all the fingers on her left hand. Virgil spent 45 days on the run after April's attack before he finally turned himself in. In 2007, he was convicted of attempted murder, kidnapping, assault, and sexual assault, and sentenced to 35 years in prison. Nice. Brandon, his fucking bitch ass was not charged with anything in relation to April's attack, and April has not spoken with him since that night. She's like, fuck you, bro. I would, too. Like, I honestly, I'd be like, fucking damned. I don't know what you could charge him with, but I feel like you should have charged him with something. Accessory. Yeah, like, accessory or, like, some sort of, like, fucking negligence. Like, right. the fact that it just fucking kills me. The fact that he got away. And didn't even call for didn't help. didn't do anything. Like, if she had not been so fucking... I feel like if I were her, I would torment him for the rest of my life. Bro, I would literally, like, send him a fucking card every year. Like, remember how this happened to me and you did... I would never let him have a fucking day of peace. No. I'm like, oh, you're just trying to live your life? Yeah, me too, but my fucking arm is gone. And so I'm, were all my fingers. And all my fingers, um, because he, your fucking friend set me on fire and you ran away like a bitch. Like, not to mention, this was your friend. Yes, that that's you put the in thing. my car. Yes, that's, like, the fucking killer part of it is, like, she really didn't even know this dude. It was Brandon's fucking friend. Literally. Oh, my God. It's literally insane. <sighs> so, April, um, understandably, spent the next couple years in recovery and therapy trying mm-hmm. to move on with yeah. her life. Yeah. Um, in 2007, April was awarded a judgment of $21.5 million <laughs> in damages after Virgil Samuels failed to respond to a civil case summons in the Henry County Circuit Court. A judge, uh, the judgment included the cost of more than $2.9 million in medical expenses April incurred because of her injuries. Um, in 2014, she met Chris Page, the man who would later become April's husband and father to her child. Aww. 
Um, April says that meeting Chris and having her son Jonah were the best things that ever happened to her. And she believes that Chris and Jonah were the two things that fully pulled her out of her despair and allowed her to finally move past what happened to her. I love that. I know. Like, I really, like, she does, like, so many people, like, people who go through this just deserve those happy endings. And, like, every time I hear it, I'm like, yes. Like, this is literally what you deserve. Like, I'm so happy for you. I love you. that. I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm just going to end this with a quote from April. April. Oh, my God. April. From April. From April. I'm so sorry, April. <laughs> from <laughs> April. that says, quote, I have adapted myself to cope with Jonah because, of course, I'm limited. I have my own way of carrying him and picking him up, and now he's bigger. I'm not afraid to hold him. I've learned that a person isn't defined by what has happened to them. In the end, I chose life. Also, April, I take it back. You can have your bad bitch card. Yeah, I'm like, you judged her too fucking soon. Either way, at that point in time. (laughs) I mean, I still think she gets bad bitch points from that because at least she fucking tried to help Brandon. Brandon bitched out and did your shit. Very true. So, like, maybe it wasn't the most effective method of trying to help him, but damn it, let him strangle him and turned around and drove back to the city. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, fuck Brandon. I mean, she didn't realize at this point that Brandon was such a fucking bitch. Because, like, remember, she thought that he was going to help him until she heard him say, like, do whatever you want to her, just leave me out of it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wow. You know what's crazy? You really ain't shit. I think we just did, I think that was just an hour. Really? Yeah. Well, fuck, buckle in. We got another one. (laughs) Jesus Christ, bitch. So, yeah, we're going. I said this is a double feature. Double fucking feature. Well, if I fall asleep in the middle of it. Hey, you're not going to fall asleep. We got some exciting shit to cover. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're going into um, story number two, Bad Bitch Numero Dos. Um, This is the case of Kim DeJong. So, we are going now to June 19th. 2008 and this is when 18 year old kim was working her shift at the stop and go convenience store in winthrop missouri kim always worked like evening shifts usually um she would start at like two or three in the afternoon and be at the shop to like 10 p.m or midnight depending on the shift that she was working um she was also working alone this day which wasn't very uncommon for her she worked alone a lot so if you were like a more um tenured employee at this shop like they would just have you work by yourself to like save on payroll expenses basically (laughs) so they didn't have to pay another person to be there Mm -hmm. so she was in the store by herself around 2 30 she describes a man who was in his mid to late 30s he enters the store she says that he was short kind of fat with dark hair and glasses on so he's pretty you know not he's very non-threatening upon this first meeting all he does really is he like comes up to the counter he's got like a case of beer in his hand um and he asked Kim if she usually works alone and if she gets scared at all when she's in the store by herself. And Kim replies that she didn't get scared um, because there was usually a lot of customers in the store, so she didn't feel like she was actually alone when she was working there. Mm-hmm. So after this conversation between them, the man, he pays for his beer, and then he goes on his merry way. So Kim doesn't think much of this interaction until around 8 p.m. that same evening, the man returns to the store, and this time his demeanor is very different. So the first thing that Kim notices is that he's wearing a very heavy, like, blue sweater, which she thought was strange because it's the middle of June, it's hot outside, and most people are just walking around in, like, a t-shirt and shorts. So seeing this man in, like, a big, heavy sweater, she's like, that's a little odd she also noticed that in the back of the sweater it looked like something was sticking out of the waistband of his pants 
And she thinks to herself, she's like, is that a fucking knife? <laughs> like, what is in this man's pants? <laughs> so she's kind of on edge a little bit. And she has a first thought that she should get on the phone and act like she's talking to somebody. Because, you know, it's always that first instinct. Yeah. Like, if they think I'm on I the phone with somebody. Oh, I've done that so many times. When I was in college, I literally would call Lucas when I was walking home from the bars. <laughs> I'm like, can I call you? It's like 3 in the morning. Three I'm fucking shit-faced walking home from the bar. I'm like, can I call you? But no, I totally understand that. Um, but instead of doing that, she kind of talks herself out of it in a way. She's like, don't be so paranoid. Like, this is a really small town. And it was. It was one of those towns where... Like, everybody knew everybody. Like, it was probably one of those towns where, like, people kept their doors unlocked just because they didn't think that something could happen to them. So that's, like, the monologue she's having or the dialogue she's having with herself. She's like, nothing's going to happen to me. It's going to be okay. Like, don't be paranoid. Just go help him with whatever he needs. So she does try to talk to him, but every time he says something or she says something to him, he just does not respond to her. Um... Like, he barely acknowledged that she was in the store at all, and he just kind of goes straight back to the store, um, to, like, the beer cooler to go look at the beer. Um, he then goes over to, like, the liquor cabinet that they have, and so Kim, again, she's like, is there anything that I can get for you? Like, are you looking for something specific? Just trying to be very, mm-hmm. like, helpful, mm-hmm. basically. Probably also to get this man the fuck out of her store as fast as she can. Yeah, creep me out. Um, but again, at first, like, he does not respond to her. So eventually, he seems to make up his mind, and he tells Kim that he wants a bottle of tequila. <laughs> so Kim goes over to the liquor cabinet, and she's got to kind of, like, go around the counter a bit to be able to open the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And as she's coming around, she's like, oh, like, what kind of bottle of tequila do you want? More than happy to grab it for you. And as she's coming around from behind the counter this is when the man grabs her and he pulls out that thing from his that pants thing. and it, you don't put that thing back where it came from <laughs> so, oh my god but she was right <laughs> thinking that it was a knife because it's a knife right and he holds it to her throat like making sure that she can see it mm-hmm. and she can see that it's a big fucking knife mm-hmm. so right when this happens like she basically like she says she drops down to her knees and she covers her face like kind of hiding herself And she tells him, she's like, you can take anything that you want. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Please just don't hurt me. Mm -hmm. So the knife that he had was actually like a fish, like a fillet knife. Mm -hmm. The kind that you use to, you know, Mm -hmm. clean fish. So it was about, she describes it was like from blade to tip, it's about a foot long. Just a huge fucking knife. The blade itself is probably like eight or nine inches if you take out like the handle length of it. Um, It's incredibly sharp and it's fucking serrated. Yeah. Um, Again, because it's used to clean bones and scales Mm -hmm. and stuff from fish. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a fucking knife. It's a knife. (laughs) knife. He's got a knife. That is a stabby thing. That is is a stabby thing (laughs) for absolute sure. So at first he just demands cash from Kim and... She describes that they kept the money kind of in just, like, this, like, cabinet, like, an unlocked cabinet, which, like, why the fuck? Right. And so she's, like, literally, like, just go into the cabinet. You can find the money's right there. Like, take it. Go. If that's all you want, take the fucking money. Right. So <clears throat> while he is going around to the cabinet, like, trying to get the money, she's, again, she's just staying put because she's having kind of that same, like, thought process that um, April did. She's like, if I try to run, it's going to piss him off, and that I'm fucked. So she stays put, lets him just go take the money, do his thing. Again, afraid that if she tried to run, that he would catch her and then he would absolutely do something to her. 
Um, after taking what money he could, the man once again held the knife up to Kim's throat, and this time he, like, grabs her by her ponytail and, like, drags her and forces her to crawl to the other side of the store and into the beer cooler. It's like a big walk-in, like, cooler, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, so at this point, Kim is kind of hoping, like, okay, maybe he's just going to put me in the cooler so he can take the money and, like, he knows I'm not going to be able to call the police or something when he leaves. So she's still a little hopeful at this point. She's like, you know, I'm going to be in a kind of, like, a sticky situation if he leaves me in the cooler because it was one of those doors that it, it there's no way to open it from the inside. Mm. So she's like, well, my biggest plan that I got to come up with is, okay, how do I get out of this cooler if he closes me in the cooler? Because nobody was going to be in the store again until probably the next day. And she's like, well, shit, I'm going to have to spend the whole fucking night in a cooler. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that. So what's going through her mind at this point again is just, okay, how am I going to get out of this cooler if he does indeed close it on me? Um, Once they were inside the beer cooler, the man asked Kim where the security cameras were Mm -hmm. and which parts of the store they recorded. Mm -hmm. And Kim, she told them that she didn't know because she didn't know. Mm -hmm. She was honest with him. Um, He didn't like this answer. Um, Shocker. He does not respond to her verbally, though. Instead, he grabs Kim by her ponytail again. He forces her head back to the side. And he takes that knife and he starts sawing it across her throat. Mm-mm. Like, not, like, just, like, sawing motions. Like, she describes it as, like, he was trying to saw wood, oh. basically. So, um, Kim, understandably, starts to scream. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it just cuts off. Voice box. She can't make any sound. Voice box. Sliced right into yeah. it. She also found, too, that she couldn't breathe through her nose or her mouth. And as she was trying to inhale, the air was just going straight in and out of her throat. Like, directly through her windpipe. Mm. Um, The sawing of the knife, it had completely severed one of Kim's vocal cords and had severed through her windpipe as well. So she recalls, like, again, remember, they're in this beer cooler, but she's like, I felt really warm. Which I thought... Her blood. Yeah, right. She's like, and I thought she... She's like, I thought that was really odd because she's like, I know I'm in a beer cooler right now. Mm -hmm. Why am I warm? Mm -hmm. And she like looks down at herself and she is. She's covered Mm -hmm. in her own blood. And she described it. She's like, it wasn't like in the movies where like somebody gets cut in the throat and like like, spurts out. Mm -hmm. She said it was like a waterfall. It was just like gushing out of her. It's like all down Mm -hmm. her front. It's on the floor. It's fucking Mm -hmm. everywhere. And she's like, huh, okay. I'm warm. <laughs> I'm warm from my own blood. Mm-hmm. So um, he saws back and forth through Kim's neck like a couple times. Um, and after he does that, he lets her go and she just collapses to the floor and he leaves the cooler. He leaves her in He's there. He's like, oh, this bitch is dead. Yeah, right. He's definitely not thinking that mm-hmm. she just survived that in any way, shape, or form. Um, Kim recalls that in that moment, like, she... She wasn't scared. Like, this is where... she's probably dead. Well, she's probably already <laughs> dead. No, she... I mean, we'll talk about it, but she's with it the entire time. This is where she gets her, like, fucking bad bitch award. Mm. Is there's not a single second in her mind that she's not thinking, how am I going to survive this? Mm-hmm. So, she collapses onto the floor, and again, she's thinking, she's like, okay, my fucking... He just sawed my throat open. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. How the fuck am I going to get out of here? How am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. 
and she she can't turn her head so what she does is she like kind of like turns her body mm-hmm. so she can look at the the cooler door to see mm-hmm. if it's closed or not mm-hmm. and she sees that it's not closed all the way so she kind of like you know inches away and she she pushes the door open like just a little bit to kind of peek around um unfortunately though the second she, she pushed the door a little bit she sees the man's feet in come back into her line of vision oh shit so he does come back um he again grabs her by her hair and once again begins sawing across her throat for the second time bitch he like got he in already like she like seriously this poor fucking girl like you didn't just saw enough seriously like you did not do enough damage to her the first like time. if she doesn't move if you just stay there and wait it out she's gonna die right literally that's like the same thing like he showed her no fucking mercy mm-hmm. in any way shape or form with this this reminds me of alice and botha when we covered the mm-hmm. ripper rapist yeah this reminds her me of head that when one. she stood up literally had a flop back between her shoulder Ugh. blades and she grabbed her own head and forced it back up mm-hmm. she had one hand on her head and one holding her fucking intestines in alice botha bad that's, bitch that's the bad bitches bad bitch of the bad bitches yeah literally literally mm-hmm. So he was able to get in like two or three more cuts across um, Kim's neck mm-hmm. until she gets the idea. She's like, well, he's not going to let me go until he's sure I'm dead. So she plays dead. Mm-hmm. She goes completely limp and she slows her breathing to the point where like she's taking small enough breaths and like so like infrequent number of breaths that it just... She looks dead. Right. And she's covered in her own blood, so he's probably not really even going to be able to see the rise and fall of her chest unless he's looking really close at her. Mm-hmm. Um, so after she goes limp, he seems satisfied that she's dead, and he lets her go. Um, while she was, like, laying on the ground, she's, you know, you're kind of in that moment of, like, holy fuck, what just happened to me? Like, in and out of your body. So mm-hmm. she doesn't hear him leave. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only able to notice that she can't hear the sound of his footsteps anymore. Mm-hmm. All she could hear, was, she says, was, like, the old gurgling in her throat as she was trying to take a breath. So, again, she now knows. She's like, all right, fuck. She's like, I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, how am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. So, she knows immediately. She's like, I have lost too much fucking blood. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, I got to do something. I got to do it now. She knows that she can't call anybody because she can't talk. Mm -hmm. So that's not an option. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that she knows she's going to be able to do is, A, because remind me, she's still in the cooler Mm -hmm. at this point. She's like, first I got to get out of the cooler, Mm -hmm. and then I got to get to somewhere where somebody is going to see me. Mm -hmm. If they walk into the store, they're going to see me right away. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, again, he had not closed the door of the cooler all the way. Like, if he had, she's fucking dead. Mm -hmm. Um... So, she puts her hand over her throat to, A, stop the bleeding, but, B, also hold, like, the fucking flesh of her throat open mm-hmm. so it doesn't cover the only air hole she has. Mm-hmm. So, she's doing two things at once with this hand over her throat, and she then, like, pushes the cooler door open, and she starts to crawl. Like, mm-hmm. on one hand, on her hands and knees, um, and she crawls, she says, about 12 feet or so to where she could get to a point where if she just laid on the floor, if somebody walked in the door of the store, she would be right in their line of sight. She'd be, like, mm-hmm. the first thing they saw when they walked in the door. Um, she said that there were, like, bloody hand and knee prints, like, in a just 
huge streaky trail of her blood from where she had crawled to mm-hmm. where she had landed and like laid on the floor. Um, it was at this point that she's laying on the floor, just waiting to see if somebody's going to come in because she doesn't know if anybody's going to come in. Like it's kind of late at night at this point. It's like mm-hmm. past eight o'clock. So how many people are actually coming to the store past eight o'clock? So, you know, it's just a, it's left up to fate at this point in her mind. So, you know, this is the first time that she thinks like, you know, maybe I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, don't fucking do that. She like, <laughs> she like spins it back. <laughs> she's yeah. like, you're a bad bitch. Um, and she just starts telling herself, she's like, you cannot give up. She's thinking mm-hmm. like, she had too much to live for. Like, she was not going to let this man be the thing that ended her. She was mm-hmm. too strong. She was too young to die like this. Mm-hmm. So as she's kind of thinking this and just replaying this mantra over in her head, it's like, you're not going to fucking die. You're not going to fucking die. Stay awake. Stay breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, she describes, like, kind of remembering that the door itself to the shop was propped open and that the sun was, like, streamed. Because, I mean, it's summer, 8 o'clock, so it's still mm-hmm. light out. The sun's probably mm-hmm. setting, but there's still a fair amount of light. And so the sun is streaming in, like, directly into the doorway. And she remembers that, like, all of a sudden, the sun was, like, blocked by a shadow. Mm. Oh, God. And mm-hmm. in that moment, like, her heart sinks because she's like, oh, fuck, what if it's him? Mm-hmm. She could not see the person because, you know, if you're, like, backlit, it, like, mm. shadows the front of you. So she can't mm. see this person's face. Um, but she instantly knows that it's not her attacker when the person, a man, asks her if she's okay. Which, which is also, like, bro, do you see all this fucking blood? Do you see all this? Do you see my neck? <laughs> like, bro, are, are you, you okay? Some nerve. Are you okay? Men. It, men derogatory <laughs> and not only does he ask her if she's okay he's like do you want me to call 911 no please let Bitch, me live just or fucking let me die. do it just fucking do it and so since she couldn't speak she just kind of like turns herself mm. and she moves her hand off mm. her throat so he can see mm. like what the fuck just happened to her and this man, she's like, he backed out of that store so fast, like he was fucking terrified. But thankfully, as he's backing out, he is dialing nine one one and mm. calling nine one one. So the police and an ambulance rush to the scene, and this is like the really fucking, frankly, like miraculous part of this. Like I don't fucking understand how the hell she survived because at this point she had almost lost three quarters, seventy five percent. Of the blood in her body. Oh, shit. Generally. You'd be dead. Yeah, the average mm-hmm. human has generally between 10 to 12 pints of blood in their mm. body. And if you lose half, that is when death occurs. Mm. You lose half your blood, you're fucking dead. And she lost the majority She lost, of it. yeah, she lost three quarters, almost mm. three quarters of the blood in her body. So it was, again, nothing short of an absolute fucking miracle that she lost three quarters of the blood in her body. And A, that she was still alive. And conscious. B, that she's fucking conscious, and C, that she's trying to communicate with the fucking EMS people. Mm-hmm. They're like, how the fuck are you alive right now? Mm-hmm. So she actually ends up getting airlifted to the nearest hospital, obviously immediately taken into emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. So her attacker had, um, or her <clears throat> attack, I should say, ended with her trachea being cut in three different places. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which had sliced entirely through her trachea. The other one was like three quarters of the way through. And the Mm. other one was like more of just like a surface wound, but Mm. he had cut entirely through her trachea. Her left vocal cord was completely severed and her right had been heavily damaged. And this is the craziest fucking part that again, that I can't believe she lived. 
her jugular vein Ugh. was severed in half. Oh, shit. Like, not just knit, fucking halved. Oh. And you're telling me she lived? That's a bad bitch. That's a bad That's a fucking bad bitch. bitch right there. Mm-hmm. She said, not today. I'm, said, I'm not going get out me today. like this. You not. So, understandably so, doctors are like, Yo. how the fuck? They thought that she was going to be in the hospital for, like, at least three months. Like, they did not think she was getting out any time right. sooner than three months. Mm-hmm. They also believed that she would never be able to talk on her own again because of the severed vocal cord and the damage to her right one. Um, they thought she would never be able to live on her own again due to brain damage from the massive loss of blood as mm-hmm. well as oxygen deprivation to her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically thought that she was going to be an invalid for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. But Kim said, I think the fuck not. <laughs> and she walked out of the hospital by herself only a week later. Holy shit. Yeah. Bitch. She said, peace. She, she fucking said, I'm threw here. up her middle finger. She's like, bitch, 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 I survived bitch, that. Bitch. She said, you thought I was going to be here for three months? Try one week. Try one week. <laughs> oh, you thought I wasn't going to walk? Try, bitch. You thought I wasn't going to be able to speak? Oh, check me saying, fuck you. <laughs> I uh, that's crazy. I know it's absolutely fucking insane. Like this girl, like she is, she's up there with Allison as like mm-hmm. the baddest For of the sure. bad bitches. For absolutely. Sure. So her attacker actually ended up being caught the same day of the attack. Um, when a bystander identified the car that he had fled the scene in, he is still had the knife on him, mm-hmm. and he was still in the same clothes that he had worn during the attack. So she's so probably covered in covered blood. in her blood, fucking covered in. Her and he's blood. like. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> so Man. her attacker was then 38-year-old Sean E. Cave. Um, he was a fucking crack addict who had been a crack addict for most of his life. Great. He also had a pretty extensive... See, kids, this way don't do drugs. Crack swack. <laughs> um, so he also had a pretty extensive criminal history. I couldn't find if it was, like, violent crimes, but it was probably, like, drug offenses mm-hmm. and, like, petty robbery and shit like mm-hmm. that because he's a crack addict, so... He's probably trying to find money to get his drugs in any way that he can. Fucking crackheads. So, um, Kim actually, like, made a comment that his mm. his history literally dated back to, like, the year that she was born. Oh, shit. So, his entire life, like, he <laughs> yeah. was a fucking career criminal. Mm. So, Sean Cave was charged with first-degree assault, first-degree robbery, and armed criminal action. Where's the attempted murder? Yeah, that was my first. I'm like, attempted murder? Question mark? He, he fucking her sawed her throat and came back to do it again. Where's the attempted murder? Literally. Give us the attempted murder. The fuck? Um, on October 16th, 2008, Cave pled guilty to all of his charges. No fucking shit. They caught you with her fucking blood. I know. They literally caught you red fucking handed. You're not getting out of that. Um, Even without an attempted murder charge, Cave received two life sentences for the Mm -hmm. robbery and the assault to be served consecutively. Mm -hmm. Um, So, together. Mm Mm-hmm. In case anybody listening doesn't know what that means. <laughs> so, like, if you get sentenced to I'm life... Like, bitch, I know you're not talking no, to me. No, I like, know. Like it, it, I know you know what it means. So, like, to anybody who doesn't, if you get sentenced to two life sentences, mm-hmm. but you have to serve them consecutively, you serve them at the same time. Yes. So, even if it's, like, two 25-year sentences, if you serve them consecutively, you're serving 25 years. Right. It's not like you have 50 years. Exactly. You don't serve 25 and then serve right. another 25. Right. If you, if you do that, it's concurrent. Yes. So, which means you serve one after the other, but he got mm-hmm. them consecutively, just mm-hmm. for, you know, a little tidbit of law information mm-hmm. for those of you who might not be totally familiar with how sentencing works. Um, he also got an additional 50 years on top of that for the charge of armed criminal action. 
So if you got 50 years plus like 25, that's like 75. 75. You're getting out for the rest of your fucking life. You're not getting out. So, um, Sean Cave was a bitch. Good. And he sobbed silently during much of his sentencing hearing. As she was, I'm sure. When you're sawing her throat. Seriously. You don't get to fucking cry, you rat bitch. Take that tear and shove it out of your ass. His sobbing started specifically when the prosecution was describing his attack on Kim. Like... You're gonna. Were you, you on crack when that happened? He, I think he was. I do think he was on crack when he attacked her. So then, I mean, sober him very well. I think that definitely like explains. Though, see, the thing that gets me on this sober is, him probably was very remorseful. Is yeah. Oh, absolutely. I definitely crack think him, he was. Not so much. <laughs> but I wonder, like, because you know what? What really makes me think is the fact that when he was in the store the first time, he asked her if she worked alone a lot mm-hmm. and if she was scared. Mm. So that tells me that mm. he was scoping out that store Correct. and intended to, Do like, that. he literally, he could have gotten away with mm. just robbing Right, because she store. was like, just take it. Right, she's like, don't do anything. And he was fucking take all the money you want. Right. And then he would have had lots of money to buy himself mm. more crack. But he took it now to the drugs extent that he. Drugs are a thing. Yeah, literally. Like, don't do fucking drugs. No. Don't, not even once. No. Not even once. Especially crack. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> anything in rock form, don't fucking touch it. Don't do it. Don't fucking <laughs> touch it. They weren't kidding when they said don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do those. Crack is fucking whack. Crack kills. Ball. Crack kills. <laughs> so, um, moments before he was sentencing, um, Cave actually stood up in front of the audience and in front of Kim herself. And he spoke directly to Kim, and he said, quote, Kimberly, I'm sorry for all the pain and suffering I've put you and your family through. Um, his attorney, public defender. Carter just hissed. Carter, don't be rude. After he just bit Ralph on the head. Don't be rude. He doesn't understand the consequences of his actions. <laughs> He's like, I bite you and dad, I hiss at you. <laughs> I bite you and you smack me? I hiss. I know. He literally does not understand the consequences of his actions. <laughs> he said, this is stupid. This is stupid. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. So, Cave's attorney on um, public defender Susan Rinna, she asked for leniency um, because Cave hadn't showed a violent past and had maintained a good relationship with his family and his children. She said that Cave was not a, quote, calculating criminal based on him returning to the crime scene and attempting suicide after his arrest. Um, Cave's mother, Linda Cave, she also gave a tearful account of her son's help around the house and said that he isn't the monster he's been portrayed to be. Are you, but... Yeah. No, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. She stated, quote, no, it couldn't be him. He wouldn't hurt a fly. He'd never even spank his kids. He just sawed her throat. a girl's throat open. He got caught with the knife and the blood all over him. He did it. Like, okay, I understand wanting to defend your children. Okay, but but if my kid ever did some shit like this, I'd be like, bye. But, like, to an extent, you can be like, that's my kid and I love him still, but, But like, you did it. But he fucked up and you need to go to prison. Right. Like, I will still love you because you're my kid, but you're going to fucking prison. Like, you... There's like, no way you're like, no, I'll visit you in it. jail, but you're going to he jail. Didn't do it, even though he was caught with the blood and the knife. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, mothers who will defend their children like that, like, you're the th- reason. Yeah, right. I like, want you, you to know that. You're the reason. You're the reason. Stop coddling your fucking kids mm-hmm. like that. Good God. 
Um, so Cave, he did fully admit to robbing the store, admitted to cutting Kim's throat, which you didn't just cut it. You fucking sawed her throat open. Um, he admitted to fleeing and then returning to take a computer tower containing the video surveillance where he, that was when he, what he was doing when he came back and he cut her throat again. He was trying to take the. Oh shit. So he did leave. He did but leave. But she just so happened to open it when he came back. Yeah. He was trying to get rid of the surveillance footage. And yeah, mm-hmm. he came back and that's when he's like, oh shit, she's not dead. Mm-hmm. And cut her throat again. Um, Assistant Prosecutor Ron Holiday spoke on Kim's behalf, um, saying she told Mr. Cave to, quote, take everything you want, just don't hurt me. He also stated that Cave deserved no mercy because he showed Kim no, no mercy. mercy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Facts. So, like I said, he, he got sentenced to the two life sentences for the assault and robbery and charge and the additional 50 years. Um, however, he would not serve that anywhere near close to that full sentence because he died of heart complications while incarcerated on December 30th, 2013. Probably because from the crack. Probably from the crack. Yeah, probably from all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Probably from all the drugs. Um, let's go back to Kim. I want to talk about Kim. She's a bad bitch. So after the attack, Kim was actually approached by a plastic surgeon who mm-hmm. offered to um, do scar revision surgery for her for free mm-hmm. to cover up her scar, um, but she opted out. She stated that, quote, to me, my scars are a testament to what I've been through, what I can survive, and what I can inspire other people to make it through. So she's like, I'm not covering it up. She's like, I'm that bitch. But anybody ask me about the how I got the scar, I got a fucking story to tell I got that. a story for, you got time? Yeah, right. <laughs> you got time? She's like, how much time you got? Mm-hmm. How, much, how many details do you want? Mm-hmm. How much you want to know? Um, her ordeal also, so she was working at this convenience store she kind of talked about because she didn't really feel like the whole college thing was for her. So, like, she was 18 when this happened. She was, like, freshly, like, she graduated high school. She was working in a convenience store. She had her own place. She's like, I felt like an adult. She's like, I really felt like I was doing this adult thing Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life. Um, But after her attack, it kind of inspired her to return to college and just Mm -hmm. try it again. Um, And she actually finished um, at Heritage College. She got her degree in 14 months. um, And she graduated at the top of her class. Love her. So, bad bitch, smart bitch, intelligent bitch. We love we love that. We love that. her. She might be beating the other bitch. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking close. I mean, Allison also did really great things. She's like a victim's advocate, and she yeah. like tours, and she like um, speaks on it. She wrote a book. Mm-hmm. But I mean, bad bitches they across the fucking neck. board. They might be neck Bad bitches neck. across the fucking board Not we got here. Not intended. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yikes. Mm, that was a bad one. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a should have thought before you said it kind of deal. <laughs> Um, okay, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, in 2010, as well, in honor of National Crime Victims' Rights Week, um, the Buchanan County Prosecutor's Office sponsored a breakfast Friday morning at the St. Joseph um, County Club. And as part of the event, Kim was asked to share her story with a collection of about 200 attorneys, judges, local government and law enforcement officials, and other victim service group members. Um, after she was done telling her story, Kim received a standing ovation um, and she hugged prosecutor Dwight Scroggins as she walked off the stage. And he then took the microphone and said, quote, if you weren't inspired, you weren't listening. Which mm-hmm. is true. Facts. Facts. Bad bitchery. Um, Kim is now a massage therapist working in Kansas City. And she kind of like brought it full circle because now she helps treat like other people's <clears throat> injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim actually looks back on her attack as ultimately like haven't been something good that happened in her life. Like obviously not the attack itself, but like what mm. came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, she said it made her stronger and it gave her um, a focus in her life that she did not have beforehand. We love that. 
And that is Kim Bijong. Bad bitch Kim. Snaps for Kim. Snaps for April. Snaps mm-hmm. for Kim. Mm-hmm. Two bad bitches. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good start to 2023. I know. I know. We got some... Mm-hmm. Gotta start off with some fucking bad bitchery. Really inspire you to just live your 2023 and be a bad bitch. Do that. Take shit from nobody. Put your fingers in people's eyes if they try to strangle you. <laughs> in the eyeball. <laughs> Go for the eyeball. It is what, in the most vulnerable place on the human body. Just stick your fucking Because they're going to flinch. Yeah. They're going to. Right. Even if you don't get their eye, they're going to go. <laughs> yeah. They're going to flinch. Because they don't want things. In, do you like things in your eyeball? No. When an eyelash falls in my eyeballs, I forgot. Worst thing. Worst pain ever. Literally terrible. No. If somebody shoves their finger in your eyeball and you do it hard enough, blind. Fine. You ever get a bug in your eye? Uh, yeah. Traumatic. I got one stuck in there. Traumatic. Once. Yeah. Traumatic. Trauma. I was on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got like a fruit fly stuck in there. Yeah, once. that's I was what like, it was. Yeah, I'm like, get this like, the fuck out of my eye. Yeah. And I could like see it. Because bugs literally have no concept of personal Dude, space. Seriously. Fuck it. At God, bugs were a bad move. Like, <laughs> bugs were not a good move. Like, what the fuck is the point of a gnat? Honestly, you know what is so fucked up though is like, like genetically engineered bugs that were like created for one purpose. But they didn't do that purpose, and now they're just a fucking invasive species. Like, anybody from Florida, if you're listening, y'all know about love bugs. Oh, God. Um, like, they were literally... I, it was like the fucking University of, like, Florida or some shit. <laughs> developed love bugs with the intention of having them eat mosquitoes and target mosquitoes. But then the love bugs, the reason they're called love bugs, is because their life cycle is... Be born... Fuck, reproduce, die. And the male stays attached to the female for, like, the entirety of his lifespan. Men. Simps. Men. Simp. (laughs) But, yeah, and and the love bugs did not eat the mosquitoes, and now they have fucking love bug infestations. And and mosquito infestations. So, just made it worse. Ah, shit. Like, when me and my mom were in Florida, we'd just be, like, sitting at the fucking pool and just fucking smack it. I mean, love bugs literally don't do anything. They don't bite. They don't sting. They're just like, they literally fuck, reproduce, die. <laughs> nice. Now we've got this extra fucking thing. Just extra just bug. here. First of all, insects, terrible. Hate them. Terrible. Gross. All insects, get them terrible. out of here. Don't oh. like them. Oh. Do not want Every single one of them. Oh no. Get the fuck out of here. Spiders, bye. Burn them. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <gasps> what? What? Have you ever seen the little videos of Lucas the spider? Yes, I have seen those. He is cute. He is cute. Those are the cutest videos ever. There's but like, I still don't like spiders. No, um, I mean, yeah, no. I'm sorry. If I don't one like came up to me and did that, I, you might get flicked. You might get flicked. I might not kill you, but you're you're gonna get flicked. Yeah, you're you're gonna get. Bloop. You're not. And we're don't not come rocking. I'm not rocking with all spiders. Ooh, I just got cheese. I'm not rocking with the arachnids. No. No thanks. No arachnids. No McKay. No Ty. No. No Ty. Mm-hmm. Do not want. <laughs> you are that much smaller than me and could potentially kill me. Yeah, no. Just oh from my biting God, me? Like, fucking, like, my worst fear is, like, what if there's just, like, one day there's, like, a fucking black widow in my bed and it bites me and I die? Or, like, a brown recluse spider? Those things are fucking yeah. gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no. I, I don't like that. No. Um, I do like ladybugs, though. Yeah, those are fine. I think they're, like, a sign of As long luck. as they don't touch me. Because then they stinky. 
stink bugs are annoying. Fox yeah. elder bugs are annoying. I do like ladybugs, though. I used to save ladybugs all the time. My sister's, like, fucking terrified like of ladybugs. Bugs. Like, yeah, like fireflies. Mm-hmm. Catch fireflies. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I like bugs that, like, don't, like, can't do anything to you. Bro, this has already been in our, Oh, like, my God, yeah, we gotta minutes. wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear us talk about bugs anymore. No. Also, I'm sorry if you, like, like bugs and are just, like, shitting on bugs. Because um, I know people kind of think bugs are kind of cool, but couldn't be me. Anyways. No, me neither. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you. We appreciate you being here. Um, if you like the podcast, give us five stars, wherever it is that you're listening. Maybe drop us a review. It really helps us. We really love to see it. Um, follow us on Instagram at TSRH Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. We basically post the same shit on Facebook that we do on Instagram. That's TSRH Podcast on Instagram. Um, shop our merch. I just put a new design on there for stickers. It's Ooh. the Spotify, like the cover art that y'all see Ooh. on this. In a sticker. Ooh. There's also a Who mug. Who doesn't love a sticker? There's also a mug that has it on there. So Who you doesn't love mug. mugs? I know I love mugs. Same. I love I a love good stickers. I might give me one and pop it on my little water bottle right here. Advertise the pot when I'm at the gym. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what? Where the fuck was I? Anyways, follow the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> buy um, the merch. Buy the merch if you're interested. And really, honestly, just go check it out. Like, it's cool shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Designed by me, so mm-hmm. sorry if it needs. Uh, I try my best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a graphic designer. Graphic designer. Did you not add the Wamblam one? No, I did not add the Wamblam one because <laughs> we got to get that done. And we <laughs> that's going to be a host only exclusive <laughs> unless somebody expresses that they want. <laughs> exclusive. So if if Wamblam is exclusive merch. Host only. <laughs> host only unless <laughs> all of you say you want unless one. Unless all of you say you want one. Wham lamb. Wham With a banjo. Wham lamb. Wham lamb. Oh god, we gotta go. Anyways, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Autumn, you got anything else to say to the people? Not a fucking thing. All right. Not a fucking thing. Next time we come back, we'll have stories to tell from New York City. Yee. Anyways, all right. We'll catch you on the next one. <gasps> Bye. Bye.